There's a famous bad for Rasputin, man. That dude, he manipulated some people. Did he make people rub their ball, his balls? He apparently had sex with lots of people and had a giant penis. <laughs> Crofton, I'm going to end this That's show. part of his lore. I'm end this. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello. Welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit! The podcast where three guys meet on an internet telephone call, pick a topic at random, and then discuss it, hopefully with some intelligence, and then deliver a verdict on said topic. Joining, or My name is Bo Schwartz. Joining me today, as always, is the handsomely bearded well glassed middle-aged man michael hodgins michael hello <laughs> hello what do you mean well glassed well glassed glasses yes yes well that was a fine intro bo you're in fine made, fine made, made a new verb also joining us as always the not well glassed Manchild, Crofton Steers. Crofton, hello. And well-bearded, might I add. Uh, or non-bearded. <laughs> non-bearded, yes. non-well-glassed. I would hello. I would like to say I do enjoy watching your brain work on those. Like, I'm looking at you as you're looking at Mike, being like, what am I going to say about this guy right now? Well, and, I, and the gears are turning. It's very I like, enjoyable. I like that that's the narrative you've got going, because... I prepared I'm, that two days ago. I'm actually because I'm also recording the podcast and I'm I'm concerned about levels and I'm, I was distracted by like I hope everything's okay, <laughs> and everything's fine. But that was happening in the middle of all of that multitasking. I have two cores in my multi brain, one on the right side, one on the left side. Anyways, welcome to Good Batter Bullshit, gentlemen. <laughs> it is 2019. We are well on our way into the year. I have nearly frozen my balls off on two occasions this week, so definitely the new year has started. Um, it's cold. Anyone the, have any resolutions that they've already broken? We already went through resolutions on our last show. Oh, yeah. They but, all suck, so no one made, <laughs> no one made any. No. Yes, well, Croft and I are bo- both losing weight. Trying to. I said and broken, that, not made. Are there any resolutions that you've already uh, broken? Uh, no. Yeah, and, and, and I didn't make an official resolutions i started this oh, before the new it year. wasn't notarized so it doesn't count as he says stuffing chocolate into his face he's like uh, i'm not gonna put this in my podcast app and track it <laughs> i i, I want to tell a funny story about this because uh, mike was the guy who convinced me he's like you know there's this app and it's calorie counting and i'm like oh man that's really annoying he's like no no it does it all for you it's easy i'm like okay so so uh it it what it is surprisingly easy. Like uh, the app has a lot of foods in it from restaurants and different things. It's less annoying to put the stuff in, right? So, so Mike Mike weighs less than me, and uh, therefore I can have more calories and still lose weight, which is fun, obviously. Um, but uh, over the weekend, I ran into Mike. And uh, we were exchanging uh, information about how it was going. And uh, he asked me how many calories I could consume in a day. And I said uh, like 2,400 or something, which is, you know, for a guy who's over 200 pounds, like just losing a few pounds over time, I'm still going to lose weight by having all, all those calories. Or Mike, what did you say at this? Shit. Uh, sorry. <laughs> it was six. It was 1600 and I was like, I have no idea how that is humanly possible. That was my thing. I was like, I, I looked at how I was eating, and I'm like, God, oh, man, that would be horrible. But Mike weighs considerably less than me, so I just figured, like, okay, that's what it takes for him to lose weight. But then <laughs> he, he contacts me uh, this oh, week. I was wondering tells, where you're going. Yes, go ahead. Go and ahead. tells me what, Mike? 
<laughs> and for the month and a half that I had been on this dieting app, it was I was set as a woman. So I was like, <laughs> I was like eating like 350 calories less a day than I had to. And I was like, God, damn. I think all these evenings where I was like, I want a cookie so bad. <laughs> and I didn't have it. But so I there you me. go. Miracle diet. Just tell the system that you're a woman when you're a man and eat like a woman. And man, the pounds will just fall off. It's true. But the trick is you have to not know it or else, or else you won't. And I legit didn't know. I do like how this falls in with the greater narrative of Mike and technology. Like for, for the record listeners, he, he got a mic, uh, a really high performing podcasting mic, but didn't get the setting set up for like a, after about a year of recording, he'd been using his computer laptop mic or whatever. It's just like a recurring Hodgenism. <laughs> How does this technology work again? Um, did you guys get rid of your Christmas trees today? <laughs> no, you'll, you have to wait until the needles tree. fall off. Oh, they they were falling off big time. Mine are still holding on, and I don't, didn't even water that thing. This, also, maybe this is why I put it up literally two days before Christmas. So maybe that's probably mm. why it, you know. So you're you're holding on. You're keeping it. Like what is it till I February? Am, I'm too lazy to put it out. <laughs> so I don't know if those things are the same. And I like the light of the Christmas tree lights. Like, I turn off all the lights in the house and just have the Christmas tree lights on. And I'm like, that is some nice lighting. I like it. It's, it's romantic. It's comfortable. It's cozy. <laughs> I, of course. I can enjoy that until springtime. I'm looking at, so uh, for our audio listeners, we're on a webcam conference call, as I described at the beginning of the show. And the stark white generic lighting of Crofton's light is so, like, it's shining right in his face and casting these massive shadows. He loves that, and, and he's got hasn't doesn't have hasn't put his powder on to like get rid of the sheen. Two hundred episodes so. ago, we did it. We had an argument about general lighting that our friend Al, uh, shout out to Al by the way, uh, long time no see, but uh, he's having a Game of Thrones uh, game uh, with a bunch of nerds this weekend. I think Crofton's going, but he listened to the episode and he's like he hated it. <laughs> it was that bad of an argument about nothing. <laughs> well, has he ever it, listened to any other episode of this show? No, it means something to us and to fans who've listened to it probably will remember it well or at least remember it traumatically. But, um, yeah. It, it, well, it's because I care about good lighting, like nice lighting. Thing, and Crofton like, likes know, an overhead blaring 200-watt no, white know, I know. light in his face all the time. Crofton, I think Crofton, Like the sun. Crofton's idea of, like, heaven assuming he believes in a thing like that would be like waking up in a hospital and just being yeah, able to wear so a beautiful in here play portable video games and well lit food, and it has perfect lighting uh, it's perfect lighting i can see all the crud on the edges of the wall that harbor super viruses and bacteria mike, mike and bo would like the doctors to do open heart surgery by candlelight They'd be like, they, you know, we're, we're, we're clearing up your, your heart problems, Mr. Schwartz. Oh, I'm sorry. We just dropped some hot wax into your intestines. Just, just like times of yore, Crofton. It's <laughs> so quaint. The wax will help the, hold the flesh together till it mends. I think it's okay. Um, speaking of flesh that mends, uh, how about we get to a random topic? Nice. Um, Speaking of open heart surgery, how about we get to a random topic? Uh, yes. Okay, Mike, are you ready? Are you going to do it? Yeah? Uh, yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> oh, the sweet illumination. It's like living in a tanning salon. Uh. <coughs> topic is... Uh, fortune telling. <laughs> fortune telling. Like, is this okay. just like when you go to the, like, you know, the the the, the fortune telling lady, the fortune the teller? On. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or are we yeah. talking like? Are we talking like horoscopes? When we did horoscopes, I think already. Do we? Did we? Yeah, I think so. Because it's the same thing, sure right? I well no. Well, well, I'll one is just sort of like vault. a distraction in the newspaper. The other one's like fraud. I guess I'll I'm. I guess I'm. I'm showing my hand here. I'll consult the vault while you define fortune telling. 
I would just like to point out that this is, I feel like for a long time listener of the show, and we were just talking about listener numbers before the show, um, a long time listener would, would just hear a topic like this and be able to immediately identify what all of our verdicts are. We you have, know, yeah, probably, but uh, you never know. This could be someone's first time listening to the show, and they're really excited. Maybe they uh, heard um, Crofton on Dungeons and Diapers, or they heard me on There Will Be Dungeons and thought, "I'm going to check out this other project they're doing." Or maybe they or heard they... Mike hammering on his house, <laughs> or they saw Mike. <laughs> they, saw the they saw me in the street yelling at some kid for not having a hat on in this cold weather, and they're like, "That guy probably has a podcast." Right? You may have heard of us from one of those other places and came here, and this might be their first episode. So make no assumptions. You make um, a good point. Uh, I don't remember what we were talking about, but uh, the horoscope—we haven't done horoscopes. There was so what? Are you sure, I, I just I have the vault. I'm open. sure that we've talked I about them just offhand, but like we could lump it in there. It's all like the same thing. Bottom line is, well, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. One person telling other people like what the future holds, often in very broad and vague terminology. That would be your fortune, right? Like your your the bounty that the future holds for you. Not necessarily Tarot fortune co- as in money or fortune magazine. Well, or like fortune yeah. cookies. Well, fortune yeah. cookies is fortune telling, isn't it? Well, sort of. The good ones are. So, the ones that give you lottery numbers are like fortune telling. The ones that are like Confucius say, put frog in both hands to feel balance is not really fortune telling. It's not racist. <laughs> I feel like it was. It's not probably. racist. It's not racist. Just, it's an accent. You're like, let me do a Chinese <laughs> accent and make some Stupid thing that is pretending to be I wisdom. Do, I do accents all the time. I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm dungeon master. I, I'm okay. I have license for. You're not dungeon master on this show. That's true. You're just the racist guy who does that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, fortune cookies. When you think about it, they really demean the whole fortune telling occupation because it's like, it's like if you can have a random cookie that tells you your stuff uh-huh. like going to see a professional fortune teller seems kind of redundant you know it's like your job's done by a cookie well well do you guys remember your last fortune cookie i remember no that. uh yeah i more uh, very like i had one last week so what was it oh, it was a fortune cookie no, but what was the fortune? Oh, it was something about friendship. I'll describe how the cookie tasted a little bit more. It was something about friendship. Yeah. I can tell you that the cookie was like 35 calories. I don't know about you, but the fortune cookies taste like shit. I like them. They're not great. They're, they're like, not great they're, cookies. They're like, the, they're like the, the, the lighting of cookies, like Crofton's lighting of cookies. Yeah, nothing I mean, fun they're, or they're exciting about them. The- they're garbage. Well, you eat them because my, my you feel last, bad for throwing out food. So my last fortune cookie was at I was at a work like before Christmas. I went out with my work group, which is which is all women. Incidentally, I work with women. So it was like five women and me, and then everyone got fortune cookies and they said various things. And mine, mine was like awkwardly, and I said they're like, "What's your fortune cookie, Mike?" And I said, "Well, I guess you guys can be the judge of it." It said, "Others find your charm irresistible." And I found that like awkward, and they were like, and they were kind of looked at me. They're like, man, and it's no one really resistible. said anything. I was like, it's I pretty... guess that's no. <laughs> it's pretty resistible. <laughs> I, think, I think people can resist it pretty well. <laughs> As a friend, I, you deserve honesty uh, before flattery, uh, <laughs> and and because uh, that's what, what those it... things are designed to do. It's just designed to make you feel good. Like it's oh, just that nothing. Like some, so that's an example of fortune cookies where they say kind of nothing. You know, that's not it's like fortune. It's not telling you. That's not your fortune. Like your fortune is what the future may hold. Right? Well, okay. So so since we're on fortune cookies, uh, Ivan's first fortune cookie when he was like a baby, we got signed and, and the people gave fortune cookie for him. His first fortune cookie ever. We still have it. Uh, it just said. You will live a long and happy life. And he's like a baby, not even one year old. And I was like, what a perfect first fortune cookie. I and that throw one. That, throw that out. What? Why? Because when his life turns out to be like Luke Skywalker's. He dies in, uh, at 18, it's going to hurt. <laughs> Just throw it out. 
Just you will live a short and miserable life. And I say like, that because, like, there was a, that OC Transpo, that's their bus line accident that happened recently, and someone at work is friends with the person who died on it. And mm-hmm. they're also talking with someone they know lost both their arms. And it's just like, ah, just... And they I, once got a fortune cookie, so now you... This is the shit side of fortunes, is if you believe in it. They, you know, shit like that happens. It's like, uh, uh, ugh. It's just well, anyways, to your anxiety. You guys wonder... Uh, if if, if uh, you know in movies where they they'll go into like a tarot reader or something and they'll get the death card and it's like oh my god you must leave you must leave you know now I'm racist um, but uh, but you know those those, those those scenes like they seem to happen like it's a tropey thing in fiction you go see like the wise fortune teller that really knows what's going on and they pull like the death card or something and everybody freaks out. Um, I'm just wondering, like, if that ever happens in real life. Like, if you went for your actual fortune being told, would they, like, would they just tell you kind of, like, good, happy news? Or would it be like, oh, you know, like, they have a deck of cards. Oh, I pulled out the death card. You have a really shitty, you know. Well, I think, and I think I've seen this in movies, too. Where, And, again, that's the trope where it's, like, in the movie, you turn up the death card and some music plays. And it's like, oh, the death card. And the fortune teller's. And I think this is more like real. Like, no, no, don't worry. The death card. Oh wait, I have to do my my racist stuff. <laughs> don't worry. the The death card does not mean that. It just means change. Is of what? Uh, you know, part, it just could mean yeah. that a change is. I feel like that's and that's like at the essence of some of this stuff. It's so like someone's just spinning you, uh, you know, giving you a line. So it's like. They're reading you like, you know, you know the, what is that form of magic called? Well, magic um, mentalism or cold reading, they call it where where like that's what it is. And that's what these fortune tellers are doing. So like when you go in to get your fortune told, they're they're looking at you. They're gleaning stuff from your body language, your facial expressions, the things you say. And then they're feeding you back stuff. And whatever the card is, is irrelevant. Like if it's death, you know, um, and you're looking really sad and glum or something like that. And they might, you know, they might be like, mm, I think this is about someone that was close to you or is close to you. And then, they, you know, they're, they're, they're fishing. You're like, oh, yes, my Uncle Jim, he died three weeks ago. And they're like, yes, yes, your Uncle Jim, of course, as I as I first saw. And, and, then, and then they move along. Like, it's just, it, it, that's like what it is, you know. Do it's you remember like, there was TV shows like uh, that played in the morning? On uh, Saturdays or something, there was a couple of like really prominent psychics. They're still type. on. You're thinking of Miss Cleo, though, right? Isn't yeah, she? The... Well, Miss Cleo had the number that you could call. Wasn't she like a tele so telemarketer? She, like she was. You... It was a psychic hotline that you could call. But she was. Yeah, but she's there... admitted to being a fraud, and she's returned. And there... Monday there was a show it. though. There was a show with a guy at the very least who would like walk through his studio audience and like be Vince like Vince Edwards or something. But isn't that the ghost? Yeah, talker? yeah. He's a ghost talker. That's not fortune Maybe. telling. Maybe whatever. It's are it's we putting like, that well, the in fortune telling. Am I being too strict about the fortune part of fortune telling? I don't know, but like I lump it all in. It's the same. The thing is, what surprises me the most about this actually is it. Um, uh, I kind of think that all three of us are like looking at this with a very jaundiced eye of, you know, this is seems very much like hokum. But I, I kind of think that everybody thinks that. But no, everyone not, does not think that. No, a lot of I people guess, are like, this is the this is the real deal. No, I, I guess I mean, like, I mean, the circles that I run in to a certain extent. Like, I assume it's one of those things, like. Don't be a racist. I know there are racists out there, but like none of my friends are, you know, are racist. Fortune telling is like one of those things where I'd be like, you know, it's obviously hokum, right? Until you find out that like, you know, a good chunk of your friends really, really believe in it or really think or have had some sort of experience. Oh, I was at this festival and I walked into this tent and I swear everything, I was cynical and then everything that she said happened or whatever like so so it is it is something that i think is much more prevalent and i feel kind of bad about there's something kind of romantic about it in this in the way that it, it's especially portrayed in pop culture but like it's part of the idea of the supernatural the the magical all of that sort of i guess stuff. so because because of the mysticism surrounding it like 
it is right. supposed to be a, ma- a source of magic, of divination, which is a school of magic in um, ma- Dungeons and Dragons that you can right for in sure. And, and like, um, in, in, I'm I'm thinking right now of like. I'm not sure if you guys remember, like in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, they go see like this this woman in a hut and all whatever. She's she's. Hey a man, voodoo. you want your fortune told, man? Cross my palm <laughs> with the gold, man. Yes, she's <laughs> she is a voodoo priestess, and she's doing. But bottom bottom line is, it occupies a space in definite pop culture and that sort of thing of kind of w- hidden magical wisdom that you kind of want. To be real, and when when you think about it, and you're like, you're I'm kind of making fun or making light of the people that believe in it, and I've had impassioned people telling me about their experiences, and uh, it doesn't matter what they tell me, I'm not going to believe them. That's what it comes down to. Like they can because... tell me, like, oh, they predicted, you know, line by line, you know, my life for the past five years. I'm like, I still don't believe it. Like literally, that's where I'm at. I'm it coming. Beca- there's a with reason. The- there's a, there's a reason you don't believe it, though. It's very simple. It's very simple. It's not very the means through which most divination occurs is not verifiable. So that whether something comes, if something comes to pass that was divined, there's no way to prove. To prove it, like you can predict, like you can predict the outcomes of things that are modeled, like on mathematics, that are repeatable by other people, and that way you can predict outcomes, right? You can't, you can't say Crofton, there will be a grave misfortune, but also your coffers will be full of gold. And then fast forward a year later, and let's say that happened, there was a misfortune, you lost your arm, but you have a trunk full of gold now. You have a treasure chest, <laughs> like. How well, she was prove, right, Bo. What, what do you, what do you mean? The fact that right I was that right, case. the fact that I was right, does not prove that the means that I was able to say I was right exist. But like it's 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 one of the things where it's like you people they get by on the idea of like we don't know everything about what's out there in the world. Like we're still learning, we're still um, experimenting, and like I, sh- shitting on it just makes me feel bad in a way where I'm just oh, really? like, doesn't it, make me feel bad. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I, I, I know it net. doesn't. And, and that's your <laughs> Nothing gift. But, net but, on this one. <laughs> but I just feel like it, it's part of the, the, the magical and mystical and all that sort of stuff that, that it's just like, you <clears throat> yeah, know, our scientific, I mean... our scientific world reject, but I definitely, before passing it over to you, the, the, the hucksters and the people that are scamming and all that sort of stuff, obviously, I, I take huge issue with that, and it's best that we we, we cast those f- folks aside. I just feel badly that, that fortune-telling is something I would like to be true, I, or I would like to... Uh, that And, and it, it's clearly not. That's, that's, that's what it's yeah, but it's, like, it's Everybody kind of funny. wants that. You know? Everybody wants that. Well, no, I don't. Uh, it's the same. Like it's it's the thing of like, um, like I don't want religion to be true. As far as I'm concerned, we've talked about it on this show quite a bit. But I'm like, I don't, I don't think it's true. Same reasons. There's no, there's no evidence for it. It's, uh, and it's largely to manipulate people and take advantage of people. It also gives people a lot of hope. Makes people feel good. The same way that it's the same as fortune telling. Uh, I don't think that it necessarily makes the world better um i think it caused a lot of problems and i think that something like fortune telling is just like the small it's like the one-off version of like what religion is it's that people want answers people want to know stuff that they can't know and there's someone there to tell who's willing to tell them those things and whether it be the priest who say you know give give generously here and jesus is looking out for you or whether it be the fortune teller who's crossed my palm with gold and I shall tell your future. Uh, it's the same thing. And, and so I'm like, I don't distinction. Like I'm not, I have no uh, desire for like um, the, the, the story of religion to be a truth in the world. It's not, it's just not. No, it's, faith, and, it's just faith-based. Like it's simple. They're both yeah, faith. Like it's, it's all diametrically it is. opposed to the rational thought that has helped us to grow and understand the world, which is we can repeatedly look at someone's assertion 
and duplicate those results. Thus, it is knowledge. But you can't ask a priest, well, why should I stop masturbating? And the priest is like, oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Jesus came down. <laughs> and and he, told to me, he told me not to touch yourself, young man. And, and it's like, you know, like... It, it's like, can you show me where Jesus did that? He's like, no, it came to me. It just works that way. Like, you know, there's no way for anyone to verify it. And when you try to, it's blasphemous. It's you not having faith and all that shit. And fortune telling is the same thing. Like, I just think that's why but, it's like, yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Either you have faith in things and that's just your take or you believe that if something is to be true, it can be proven, and that's it. Yeah, and, and like, and like, but I, I want to touch on what Croft was saying earlier because I, I understand basically where he's coming from, which is yeah. this like this uh, this romantic notion of it. And again, we see it portrayed in pop culture, and it's kind of you know in some ways why I and I, like you guys, I'm sure, are like like I like you know I like me some medieval fantasy, right? Because it's this world where that's this that's the norm right is that there there's magic or there's unknown that exists or there's mystery in the world we, you don't know it all the, the characters you know what's beyond the edge of the ocean you could just fall off it and that was a time in human history and it and it is romanticized uh but uh the world we live in now is better than that one <laughs> like than the version we had here and and really the fictionalized one so it's like it's stark um and analytical and we demand evidence, and also people aren't abused I, as much and taken advantage of as much. See, so, like though something like this, this fortune telling, like I see, like it seems, it, it seems romantic and, and nostalgic, nostalgic. But really, it's just someone trying to separate someone less wily from their money. The, dis- the distinction and, uh, there is one is asserted as make like the contract is upon entering Lord of the Rings. You're not like. Is this yeah, well, one history? of them we know it's fake, you know. <laughs> yeah, it like, doesn't but a fortune teller is like, oh, oh, man, just I spread my wings and I talk to the dead men and they tell me things about your future. And all these fortune telling things are, are, are sort of conflated in our pop culture minds. But like really I think the quintessential one is the, the gypsy um, uh, with the, you know, the – uh, what is it? The glass ball, whatever magic ball, just probably crystal, crystal ball, crystal, crystal ball. ball. Thank you. Um, and uh, and you know traveling around uh, with with in the caravan and all that sort of stuff, and then setting up shop, looking in the crystal ball. And the term like uh, g- like gypped, I was gypped out of something. It's now considered like a racist racist term. Well, so is gypsy itself, I believe. It, and uh, in in ter- in the uh, the the concept being like the, this caravan of gypsies would come and 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 they would do this fortune telling and other things and they would like you know try to trick you out of your money or or, or or defraud you and that sort of thing. So like it is funny to me that the because we we have romanticized even I have that that traditional gypsy figure, but in the end, uh, r- really, it's always. Rock walk that rager's edge in many ways with 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 fraud um, and uh, and and now like it's a bit especially in our area it's it's a little bit different but I'm sure in other other countries other places it's it's not where you have people that maybe there's there's hucksters and stuff still but there's people that I think legitimately believe what they're doing uh, you know th- that are that are knitting quilts on the side, but also tarot card reading and, and, and think that they are, you know, believe they're are drinking the Kool-Aid, I guess. So, so those people are the ones that I think, I think more favorably of, but it's still like, I, I, I do believe that they are misguided. So. Well, and it's funny because there's a lot, I, I read this article recently uh, in Ontario there was a law which is something called pretending to practice witchcraft or something like that and some and it and it was coming off the books because it's like this antiquated sort of law uh, but someone was just charged with it like two months ago and it was like a tarot card reader or something like that it was charged under this like really 
old law. But basically, because they still, it's, it amounts to fraud. Like, there's still people operating doing these things. And we, and the fact that there actually are laws specifically against that kind of thing, because everyone kind of knows that, like, yeah, you hear these stories about people, like, giving away, like, $150,000 to, to, to these people. Uh, and it's just like, it, you know, especially because they're in need. I feel like that's always the go-to, my go-to issue is that it's the people who are most vulnerable who are the most likely to be taken and someone who's sad, someone who's been traumatized, someone who has mental health issues or something like that, it, someone who wants help. And there's someone there who's well, very willing to, to, to tell them something and take their money. And it just seems so morally bankrupt to me what to about, do something like that. What about? And I feel like... Hang on. No, because yeah. your point is well made, I think. I mean, the criminal in any enterprise is a criminal. What if somebody asks for no money? And this is, we're not talking religion. A person who believes they can tell fortunes does not request money or payment for their services. This is Lord Shaper, one of our live stream viewers for you audio listeners who suggested it. Uh, what's your take on it? Well, I'd be like, it's a hypothetical. Like, show me that person. Show me that example where there's a fortune teller who just out of the goodness of their heart and their, you know, God-given psychic powers is just well, telling people let's fortunes. Let's say it exists, but let's say it exists. Does well, let's say it exists. Your, I mean, let, let, let's, what, let's deal with reality. Does it, does it change your opinion? Because to me, no. Because it's still, it's not provable. You, For all I know, you're pulling it out of your ass. <laughs> I also think that I also think that people a lot of people are happy to do stuff like that for influence. Uh if you can influence people uh and people have faith in you, I mean what about you, you can do you can do a, a lot. Like, there's 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 value in things beyond my, I still think at at the heart of something like that lies manipulation. I mean, if what you're saying is is the does the person who's practicing it also believe it's true? Like a vision and, quest and if, or something that might have an omen regarding your future. Might be a good example that isn't. I mean, that's borderline. I on think religion, that's different. Like, that's a different thing. You can have it, a profound experience if, if, that you learn something from. So, a yourself. profound experience that gives you an insight into your future. Look, and I know that there are people who would have gone to these things or had these experiences and would swear by them uh, and would say, This had value for me. Like, I learned something here. And even if this person is a huckster, it was still, it was fun and I liked it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I always just think that, 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 that the people who are taken in, like I'm more about, you know, if 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 twenty percent of people was like it was a fun good time and I enjoyed it, uh, you know, and forty percent of people was just like oh, I don't know what it was. I spent a bit of money. And I'm not doing it again. That's fine. And then another twenty percent of people or whatever amount are just like dumping money down someone's. I'm like that's bad enough to me that it's like it's like I mean I it's like things like gambling. Like some people go gambling. They you know once a year and it's fun and good times i'm like i don't like the practice of it because some people like throw their lives away in gambling and i'm like i think it's so it's a net bad uh i, I mean i'm getting re- close to my my verdict's been uh, pretty it's, it's clear funny it's funny how I was, start. i'm so pro gambling remember we did a gambling episode <laughs> i was like super yeah, i'm anti-gambling because <laughs> <laughs> it's also stupid anyway, it definitely but, is stupid because it's always almost always a losing well, it's just you're not gonna win <laughs> Well, you're not going to win if you're on the losing side of the odds. Which Statistically, in the, the house and the lottery and all that are on the winning side of the odds. But, but so what do people get? Let's talk a little bit about the positives in terms of what do people get out of fortune telling, right? Like, what do they? And there's there, you know, you often get that that question about uh, do you want to know your future or not? Like, say fortune telling was 100 percent legit and somebody's able to tell you what your future holds do you even want to know that right and some people would say straight up no 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 i, I don't want to feel know. like there's a there's a okay it's a good question i love the question i feel like it's it's one of those things i'm sure it's been explored in fiction where when you're aware of a thing you think about how people uh, might be very affluent charismatic and then you put a microphone on them and they clam up and they just they just can't do it it's not a coaching thing like it's they have a pro- like they change their behavior is different when a camera's on they know people are watching them i feel like if i know my fortune like uh, bo there's 50 million dollars uh in 10 years for you fuck i'm going to go quit my job now and go you know do whatever cuz i know 50 like it's guaranteed by this person is like you will become a rich man but probably i have to make certain decisions you know what I mean? Like that. Like I feel like if you know the future in such definite terms, 
then you're probably not behaving in such a way as to make that future happen. You've already, there's a logical break in that because no matter what, if you believe it a hundred percent, your decision-making and thought process is affected by the knowledge of its certainty, you know? So outside of the realm of the fictitious, like, like my dad had Alzheimer's and died of it. His dad had Alzheimer's. I can do a test that will show now if there's, I have a, a, um, I forget what it is, DNA gene or something like that, that would make it that there's an 80% chance or something that I would get Alzheimer's. I could figure that out now, or I could not have the test and not know, right? But if if I found out and I found out that I had an 80% chance of getting, say, early onset Alzheimer's, like I would probably start, you know, living life differently, changing my approach. Suddenly I have this information, right? So I've, I've made the conscious effort so far not to have that done because I don't, I don't want, I don't really want to know that uh, information. Right. So it, uh, that's only a bad outcome. So the only good outcome of it would be it not being there. The good, the, the, the bad outcome is it's, it's there. There's no like winning a million dollars or something out of it for me. So, if it, if if I could find out in the future if I win the lottery or if I don't, if I play the lottery every day for the rest of my life, and it says, oh yeah, you will, you will actually win it. So then I would, oh okay, I'm going to start buying lottery tickets, right? So if I could figure out all selective outcomes, maybe I would be interested in in that. But I'm not. In, if somebody asked me like, hey Crofton, do you want to find out how you die? I'd be like, no. Don't want to know. I mean, that's a you big know, one like, for fortune telling, right? You know, will I find love? Will I? When will I die? Will my family be happy? Will right. We get so money? yeah, exactly. That's the appeal. The appeal is in, in is will in I getting find... for the type of person that is interested in getting that information. This is a possible place in which you believe that you can get that information, and I get. And that will ma- in turn make you feel better, or it will make you live your life differently. So I could see, I could see what the appeal is. I would. It's funny because I have a side thought that we need to get back to on what you said because it was, it was interesting. But um, uh, it's funny how it's funny how that is. Like, like I feel like I would definitely want to know everything I could about my future. Like I want to know, but. I'm also aware that there isn't anyone who can tell that to me with any reasonable certainty. Like, so if this hypothetical person existed, I would definitely want to know that stuff. And I would also be aware that maybe that stuff wouldn't happen based on my awareness of it, but I would, my curiosity would be too strong. I would have to know. Uh, so, so I think a gullible person might also say, what's the harm in it? Maybe it'll be true. Maybe it'll make me feel good. And I think, at its core, that's what it does. It just, it just makes you feel good. It's diversion. But that's a that's a personality thing, and I think it's funny that you self-identify that way because I totally see that. I'll give you the example of we played uh, the um, a video game, uh, Planetside, where you could see what your character saw, but you also had a way of of moving the camera behind them and seeing around corners. Like imagine if you could, you know, see behind you a third person view and in in the sequel planet side Two, they eliminated that third person view and it always really bothered you. But really in real life, you would not have that possibility of getting behind yourself and seeing that that would be a huge, but for Bo, the more information that he can get, uh, the better and so like when you take a i mean it, from a strategy standpoint the more information you have the more you increase your odds of victory so for you if you could get information about the future about outcomes about whatever yeah. say you knew for a fact that fortune tellers were legit mm-hmm. probably super rich because they're legit um but it, well it's sort of funny like now this is kind of a different tact on this but bo in particular who's like i want to know because Bo and I had this funny conversation about health the other day where I was giving him a hard time about, like, you know, his own. And, is like, we're getting to that age where we're, like, you know, 50 is a decade away for us, you know. And that's that's when some health, health stuff starts to happen. And uh, and Bo was like, I don't want to think about 
or know about any possible health problems that I might have because it causes me anxiety. So I just thought, I thought it was interesting how you were like, oh, yeah, I won't yeah. want to know. But I'm like, your doctor would tell you things that are probably true right now based on what you were talking about, hard scientific facts of like, you smoke cigarettes. I'll give you a percentage chance you're going to get lung cancer. And that act prediction is based in reality, but it won't change your actions, right? So it's an interesting kind of use a case study or something like that to be like, you'd be like, well, I won't do quit smoke because it's hard and it'll cause me anxiety or or any other number of things. So what would a fortune telling be different if they told you the future? You're, you're thinking it skews positive because if someone like a doctor says, well, I can tell you from statistical probabilities, likelihoods of these outcomes from your uh-huh. things, where, it, you know, and and and, uh, and maybe the idea from the fortune teller is always if you know this thing about the future, maybe you'll make choices now. But we basically, through science, have things like that. You could do preventative stuff to make yourself healthier, to live longer, blah blah blah. But it's not really affecting how you live your life, even if you know those things. Right. So it wouldn't be any different if you knew a fortune teller. So, so, so once definitive, though. I can, once definitive. Yeah, just let me answer because it's about the anxiety thing. Is the anxiety is not something I chose. Like I'm still want to know things, but the anxiety makes me dysfunctional. But like, if you went to a fortune teller and they're like, "You're gonna die of lung cancer at 62," you know what are you gonna say? Yeah. But 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 if a doctor told you that, I mean, it's well, like... then I'd start smoking even more, and I probably <laughs> I probably would have anxiety. Like, this is assuming the fortune teller is, is accurate. Well, the doctor is yeah. giving me statistics, probably based on aggregate data of past cases, but right. It's statistics, and it's not definitive. So, That's right. So it's not fortune telling. A doctor who One, just says you smoke, I think you'll die at fifty. You're going to die at fifty if you keep smoking. I see that in the future. That's well, malpractice. No that. That's malpractice. <laughs> no, mal- no, that's but that's malpractice. the difference. They don't talk that way. They say you have these odds, and I can slice it up at your age, being male, and also these previous conditions. Because they've looked at a graph, or they so have there's always a, there's always uncertainty. But it's not what they do is not fortune telling, which is no. it was funny that you gravitated to that because that triggered me from what he was saying too. That I think people look for that kind of information from healthcare professionals. They look like, for because fortune in a, telling because in a way the healthcare stuff is is actually really annoying information, and I understand why. The for like if fortune telling was legit, which it is not, but if it was. Then and you got a definitive answer because you know the fortune telling that is like the, you know and this is what a lot of it is because they don't have definitive answers they're like I see some sort of vagary in your future well like <laughs> the 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 do, the doctors are are it's sort of it's it's the same deal they can tell you probabilities. Um, it's more accurate, obviously. They can tell you probabilities, but they're not going to be like, you're going to die at 62 of lung cancer on this date, right? But if you had a magical fortune teller that could tell you the that exact information, like without the vagaries and the bullshit, they also can't tell you if you're going to die in an accident. That's a certainty. Sorry, Bo. What? They also can't tell you if you're going to die in an accident. Like the doctor could say, you'll die of lung cancer at 65, but the fortune teller's like, car's going to hit you in three months. Nothing you're gonna do to change that, you know. Like, right? Obviously, this is all. Three people died in a bus accident who thought they were gonna make it to fucking retirement last week on a stupid bus coming home from work. Probably like, I should make some changes to my life. I get up, put my pants on, go to work. I do this five days a week. I hate my life. I wish I could change it. I'm in a rut. Oh, I'm dead. That's what happened to three people on the bus this week. Yeah, and it's well, like there's, but I mean, it's very you know, hit me pretty hard because I'm like, that's me. It could be just done tomorrow. Yeah, but that's everyone. And if you think like in this city, there's hundreds of thousands of people to take the bus every day. And it's like they're like those people basically won the shitty lottery. Not doing fortune telling. That's you looking at the odds and saying like, ah, don't worry about it. Right. But what I'm saying is that's what we seek from fortune telling is to know that information. To know that stuff. Because if I know know. that my routine of going to work is going to result in some careless accident on a bus and then i lose both my arms and my penis i stop taking the fucking bus trying not to die in a bus accident you know like <laughs> escape destiny yeah. i don't know it, it's but no one can know that stuff and i think the healthcare professionals can only guess at your long-term health issues based on your behavior and whatever they observe all three of us might have a cancer in us right the fuck now 
and without doing the tests of it, we could go to a doctor and they couldn't even tell us that just by doing a quick examination. Uh, uh, you know what's the funny thing about the cancer? If you're a man, if you live long enough, I heard there's a 100% chance you will have prostate cancer. <laughs> really? 100% chance. But that might be like, you might be 105 or something and you're like, oh, oh, there's the old prostate cancer showing up. Uh, it's one of those things that given enough God, time, you will. There's the you old... stupid, annoying fortune teller. Wait, I hate you. So it's 100% chance? How do I remember? <laughs> My, it's statistics. How do I remove my prostate now if I know it's a hundred percent chance? That's as good as fortune telling. How do I? Eat? I don't think you want to remove it if you don't have to. I'm gonna Google that after. Can I tie it? Um, no. To save it, is there any? Can I put condom on it? I don't know how prostate works. It's to I do. Just know it's in my help. butt. And you can find it by putting your finger in my butt. Yeah, it makes like the other stuff in your ejaculate. <laughs> Hey, man, come on down to the ejaculate. I don't know. I'm just... Oh, boy. <laughs> well, that's what the prostate does. If you wanted to know. Oh, it makes, know. it makes the ejaculate? like the, the Yeah, well, like sperm. There's not much sperm it's in the ejaculate. Liquid. There's yeah. other stuff in it. Where yeah. does it come from? <laughs> guys, guys. I didn't know that it came from a prostate. Guys. Why do you think you have a prostate? Women don't have a prostate. I don't know. Well, <laughs> now you know. I'm having a vision. I'm having a vision. Oh, I'm foretelling. I see verdicts in our future. Okay, fine, fine. Prob- fine. Probably I, I in the next to, few minutes. I wanted to keep talking about ejaculate. But... Oh my god, I have a gift. All right, I, I see that Bo is not wearing pants. Uh, I'm not wearing pants, actually. That's true. Hallelujah! I am blessed. It's not fortune telling. Mike, should I go first? Because it's clearly clear what I'm going to say. I predict that Michael will go first. <laughs> wow, Crofton foretold the future. It's amazing. I, you know what? I have to change my verdict now. I, I've seen the light. I didn't think the general had any skills or uh, talents whatsoever, but it appears he could tell the future. Um, well, I think that fortune telling is bad. You know, and I'd say that with that caveat of like, if you know that it's, if you know that it's complete bullshit, and and, and you get some pleasure out of it, that's fine. Uh, but I, but I would always say. There are there for every one of those people. There's someone else who thinks it's the effing truth, and they're going to get duped by someone who's more than happy to take their money from them until they have none left uh, to tell them what they want to hear, make them feel good. And you know, you might say, "What's wrong with making people feel good? It's good to make people feel good. It's good to give people hope," uh, and that's true. But it's bad to defraud people. <laughs> it's bad. I think it's bad to give people false hope. I think people should have to deal with. You know, we have to do. We have to play the cards we're dealt. Uh, and, and you approach that as it comes. I feel like it's easy. Even if it was true, it's like people want easy answers. They just want to hear the thing. And it's like, just live your life. Do the best you can. You know, we're all in the same boat in that regards. You don't need some magic person to tell you what's what. You know, just try to make your best decisions. So, yeah, don't waste your time with fortune telling. It's bad. Uh, Crofton's uh, muted. I predict Crofton will go next. I saw it. I, I looked at. I made soup today, and I saw Crofton's face form in it. And then <laughs> the alphabetic letters formed and said, "I will deliver verdict second. I uh, I will deliver verdict second. Uh, so, Bo, you are you are correct. Um, this is funny because we often talk on the show about you know we have two. Do we have two verdicts that skew negative? Because bullshit seems to so often skew negative and sometimes we feel it's like just the most apropos verdict and like I really want to say like out loud fortune telling is bullshit because it totally is bullshit of the negative kind but I'm going to say that fortune telling is bad I'm going to agree with Mike fortune telling bad and and uh, it's tough in a way because I've met so many people that are really like Mike made the the analogy of religion that 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 are spiritual in such a way they 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 wholly believe in either various 
shapes and, and forms of fortune telling. And it's some people that I really respect often or, or really like, um, and, and they have this, they have this belief and, uh, they would hear me giving a verdict on this or, or us collectively talking smack about this and probably, you know, have, have issues, but I don't think that they would bring other than incidents or the, the, that they experienced personally, they would have no evidence. They would have no, their evidence would be little comments about things that they've experienced personally. It wouldn't be as Mike indicated, like a greater, you know, uh, illustration of, of why this stuff is true and the vagary surrounding it. It just, it smells so bullshitty. That's why I do think bullshit is a legitimate ver- verdict here. The fraud, the fraud, um, and uh, and and the way of pre- and, uh, preying on the vulnerable. This is one time where I line up almost entirely with Hodgins, which is rare. So let's enjoy it while we can. <laughs> I am enjoying it. You guys line up all the time. Who knows what Bo's going to say? Uh... Strange <laughs> verdict. Um, all right, so fortune-telling. in nature. Cross my palm with the gold. I cross my palm with gold, young man, and I will tell you who you will marry. Um, I, th- I think I made my opinion already kind of clear, so I don't got to re-expound it. I do, I do like Dungeons and Dragons and I like the idea of divination magic. And I like the idea that maybe there's some sense of divination that isn't about fortune telling. That's about helping you in the now in some spiritual way, like a life coach, but magic styles, I guess, but I've never seen it. So I'm kind of believing in this fictional idea as I give it. Um, I think all instances of fortune telling, most of which I've seen in, in media, let's be honest, I haven't been to any fortune telling, but horoscopes and things I believed in as a young man that seemed, you know, oh, there must be some magic to it. Fortune cookies, I don't know, any little thing that gave me some hint that made me feel good have all turned out to be wrong, wrong. And and all the experiences I've I've, I've read and, and 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 you know there was that piece on Vice about Miss Cleo, um, and just a lot of these guys who do this this crap. Uh, I really gotta have faith in the fact that if things are true, they are repeatable, they are provable. Whether it's religion or or whether it's it's fortune telling, if someone can do it. Another person can do it. We know this. We know this to be true. So that puts fortune telling uh, 100% in the bad camp. Take no prisoners on this one. It, if, if, some, if you can't explain it and show it and someone can't verify what you've done to arrive at your you know, thing. I think of all the people who predict the end of the world all the time. Those Nostradamus. Wasn't there a guy... Who's predicting like 2020 would be or 20? What was it? They even made a movie like 2018 or something. Like the world's ending all the goddamn time. That's fortune telling. Never happens. So it's bad. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. I, I wasn't sure you were gonna say that. That's it. You know what, guys? We've had two bad, bad, bads in a row. Oh, oh. that's rare. I mean, it's, it's, if we're getting crusty in our old age, bottled water. And, I stand by that one. You know, the one way to look at this is we've done 229 episodes of this, and you can say that's a lot of episodes. But statistically speaking, given the breadth of topics that are possibly pulled out of the random topic generator versus the small number we've done, it's a small sample size, maybe, maybe. Maybe we're not so deterministic on me always being good. Maybe it's just a lucky run and a roll of the die. Yeah, it's been Thoughts? pretty. I feel like the trends still hold. I I believe that you and this is to your credit. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I believe that you would have been the only one that somebody who listens to the show regularly would have had a hard time predicting where they were going to come down on fortune telling. Yeah. Like, Somebody would have given another day. You could have been like, you know what? I love fortune telling. Fortune telling is the best. Yeah, Yeah. you're saying that about me. Yeah, Yeah. you're the yeah you're the only one. It's like Mike was clearly 
10 out of 10 days, any day of the week, fortune telling <laughs> yeah. comes up, he's going to say bad. You know, probably when they when people saw the topic and they look at what Crofton generally says, they're like, well, he's probably going to say it's bullshit or it's bad. But, Bo, you're the guy that literally when that topic came up, I'm like, well, you know what? Even when I was making the comment, I was like, I could see Bo going anything on this. Yeah, really? Are you I trying to tell me that your observation of me is that I'm guided by my emotion rather than the consistency? I, I think of you're the very character. of the moment. Of the moment, yeah. yeah. The day. Could like, be. Depending Could on be. the ver- verdict. Like if we drew recycling one day and then we drew it another day, you would have different verdicts. That's true. That's I'm true. very, yeah. I, I think probably That's you're okay. on something, but it's hard for me because I live it's, in it. It makes for better listening because I never know what you're going to say. <laughs> Soon as fortune telling came up, I was almost suggesting we put the topic back in because I'm like, well, I know where Odds is going with this. I think this it just right. makes me a hot bag of air. If you, well, no, that's not true. There's plenty of hot bags of air that are consistent in their dumb views. So, Well, do you know debate club like in high school or whatever? The idea was that you would get – it was just about debating, and you would be told what to, what side of the issue that you're falling on. You know, that like you can, me though. Yeah, yeah, but it's oh like okay, global warming, Crofton, you are against it. I'm like, oh shit, you know. And then it's because it's all about, and I I like the idea because it's more about the purity of debate and less about the less about what your opinions are. You know, it's more about like. Can can you debate any side of an issue? Yeah, I guess, and, but I'm always like, but is the thing true? Like, like that was always what, what bugged me more. But like, I I don't want to. It's not about like, can you get a persuasive edge on someone through debate and rhetoric? But it's like, but what's the true thing? Right, and that's right. the one you should always be arguing for. I would that, that's a, I would love to talk to somebody knowledgeable. It's a good it's a good thing you brought up Crofton because I get what Mike's saying. Debate professionals or hobbyists are disassociating actual matter with the act of debate, right? In order to learn about it, be good at it, right? We can agree with that. That's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. But but, but, hang on. But Mike's saying that's spineless. Like, you shouldn't pull them apart and do that because then you're compromising an integrity. Like, he's saying that, like, your view and the ability to debate is the same. And I'd just be interested to know, like, if you Oh, a lot of them are... A lot of them, like I gave global warming. That's not, a lot of them is like no, swimming, fun or, but it's like fun or not. Capital like, punishment, I mean, yay or nay? Like no, no, they debate like serious issues, and and it's sort of that whole idea that you know, like being a politician isn't about what you believe in because that can vacillate between what your lobbyists are asking for you and stuff like that. But you're still a good politician, and to most of us, it's like. Don't you believe in something? <laughs> you know, like like we we have this romantic but perception like, of a lot of things that. Uh, I mean, we're getting off, but that's like that's like what the that's the whole thing about the lawyer and why people have a hate on for lawyers because <laughs> right. it's like you know you'll people uh, Mike people, <laughs> you think I'm the only one who's got a hate on for lawyers, uh, but there's a reason why there's lawyer jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lawyers yeah. another good example of that too. Anyway, I just think it's fascinating that you brought it up. But yes, you're no, right. Is. Anyways. Speaking of fascinating things, we are fascinated by your emails. And when you send them in, we will read them on the show, no matter how bad they are right now. Because we get so few, we feel so happy when we do get them. Uh, We will read them. So uh, send them to us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. Wait, Uh, wait. I'm, I'm getting something from the other side. A prediction's coming through. We won't be getting an email soon. Oh, there's a bird. The bird's flying in. What? Flying in. Oh, my God. Um, I sort of felt he built up an email right there. Uh, That's what it sounded like. <laughs> so uh, we got an email, actually, just in. Thank you. Uh, Nan- well, I guess they just proved that fortune telling is bullshit because whatever spirit was telling me that was... You're too cynical to be in tune with the spirits, Hodgins. <laughs> is that right? Uh, uh, Nam says... New listener to the podcast, and I just wanted to say thank you. Best podcast ever. Been binging the archives for a few weeks now. I started to get concerned when you haven't had a new episode in over a month. I'm so glad to see the new episode, Chain Restaurants. That was a while back. I I started to get concerned that you three have called it quits. Keep up the great work and glad you are back. So... 
for anyone listening, uh, let me just address this. First of all, thank you, Nam, for the email. Uh, if you're listening, I've just been a bit of a bitch about posting them. As of right now, if you're listening to this, I have two more to put up. I'm just going to turbo put them up because they need to go up. I'm working on them right now. Um, yes, that's a boat issue, and we are not calling it quit quits. Um, mm. The call just kind of dropped, but I was still talking, so audio listeners probably wouldn't notice it, but there was a technical thing if I'm being a little weird. But, um, yes, those episodes will get posted. We haven't called it quits. We are going strong. And um, no matter what happens with good, bad, or bullshit, the three of us are good, long-time friends, and I have no doubt we'll be doing something uh, well into the future, even if uh, things change up a bit. I'm not saying but it, anything's happening, but I'm just saying, you know. It's we, always nice to get a, an email. Yeah. And to be yeah. proven so wrong with my fortune telling skills, yeah. but thank you, Nam. I, that's 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 good. That's, that's great. So ju- yeah, we need that fuel. Just to be real about about things, I didn't have that email planned while I was talking. And this is the multitasking mega podcast producer brain I have. I pulled up the email and logged in super quickly, ninja style, while I was saying all that other shit. <laughs> and then I was like, "Yes, there's an email, Nam. You made my day." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I, literally I pushed that button the second I saw it and confirmed it awesome great. I thought I'll, I'll be honest I thought at first when you played the music I thought you would send us an email yourself uh, you know like I was like he's, he's screwing the system here I, I, I will admit over the years I've been tempted to do that when it felt like oh it's eight nine episodes but integrity is important and uh, that would just eat at my soul even if you never knew <laughs> All emails uh, here are real, and I'm an, a person with integrity uh, and a flashlight. Anyways, uh, Crofton, where can our listeners find out more about what you're up to on the internet? Uh, they can follow me at Crofted Steers on Twitter. Uh, I do another podcast with um, a gentleman named Ryan Murphy. You can follow that at tgistudios.com slash dad. It is a dad podcast. I listened to it, and it was good. I actually enjoyed it. Send me email. Except they need to stop talking shit about me on the show. Thank you. No, JK, you can keep doing that. Mike, if our listeners want to find out GG. more about you, where can they do that? I assume they can hear you hammering on the construction of your home. You know, I was saying about this, the most effective way probably would be to go to a fortune teller and ask for an update on what I'm doing because I'm not on the internet. So You know what you need is you need a public-facing yeah. email address. That you can just give and just have people email you. That's no just one's what you want. Email me. It's taken us like two years to get an email on the show. It's no different. We read them on the air. An email to you would be private. What? Okay. Hey. If you want to get in touch with me, it's what? Csteers at gmail.com. <laughs> All right. And if uh, I'm Bo and blah, blah, blah. If you want to get a whole, uh, just you can DM me on Twitter at Bo Schwartz. Find out the stuff I do there. There will be Dungeons Core and all that good stuff. All right. Uh, so that's about ready to wrap it up. Does anyone have a funny divination joke? Do we just want to do racist accents till the end? Oh. I, do, I do feel like there has to be a lot of accents on this show already. So I mean, my life is becoming accents. Every week I've, I've got to think of new ones for the, the role-playing game show. So I'm And like, I give you full credit because I, during the show, was like, I should think of accents to do. But I have a range, and, it, and I don't, I can't, like, I tried to do Australian, but I couldn't do it. So I gave Oi, mate! Oi, mate! Uh, you got a crocodile over there, and it just turns back into some Welsh disgusting accent that doesn't make sense i don't think it's welsh <laughs> British. i predict a dingo ate your baby i always like how bows what is it it's like you're that's racist you're scottish always like morphs into russian like as you're doing it or, they're, or they're, you they're, haven't got the gravel in your guts to spit in the eye <laughs> i'll bend you over my arse and give you a kick yeah, we See, he could, he could do those one-liners, but if he had to, you don't to know keep what you're going. talking about, you little bitch. I don't know if they say <laughs> there. He's Russian now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Russian. <laughs> I'm not. I'll give you a taste of this. Oh, it's not. You come I. to my hovel, and I give you fortune. You rub my balls, and it will tell me the veins on my balls will tell me your future. Oh yeah, there's a famous bad for Rasputin, man. That dude. He manipulated some people. Did he make people rub their ball, his balls? He apparently had sex with lots of people and had a giant penis. 
<laughs> Croft, I'm going to end the show. That's part of his lore. I, I, I did. I, I meant, end, like I studied the, the Russian Revolution in two different courses. I never remember discussions about his. Do you have any first, well, first You haven't been up to date on the recent academic work on uh, this. <laughs> If you go- why don't you Google Rasputin's penis and you'll see it's preserved <laughs> in a jar. In that case, wait, that can what? Go okay, we wrong. won't end the show. I'm gonna Google Just, Rasputin's penis. Yeah, Google it. Rasputin you'll see. penis images. <laughs> oh my god! Foot long preserved penis of Rasputin. What? Foot long, Crofton. You got to see this. Oh god damn it! It's it's like in a pickle jar. It doesn't. It look, yeah, I heard it described as a baby's arm holding an orange. Well, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like a baby's arm holding an orange. It's a specific weird description that actually works. <laughs> it sounds like it's so stupid. Uh, no, well, it's good time as any to end the show. End the show, Bo. All right. <laughs> Why do they do it? Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.